In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs special edition episode. Uh, We're discussing... Justice League, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Before we continue, though, um, I do want to let our listeners know, because this this was one of our favorite ones that we did on the show. Uh, recently, Shout Factory did a limited pressing on Blu-ray of the movie Twice Dead. Yes. Uh, and they limited it to 1,000 pressings. I snagged one. Nice. Uh, just because. So I received it in the mail just the other day. And it's, you know, the original poster art of, you know, the, the guy with the news breaking out the mirror and everything. But the artwork on the inside of the DVD is what's beloved because it is a shot of the aftermath of our beloved Blotto guy being killed by a motorcycle in the hallway. What? <laughs> <laughs> next to the, next next to the fake girlfriend with the giant slit in her crotch. Oh no! So that shot is immortalized on the inside. That's of awesome. Ray. And it's got some great special features. Also, first of all, they re- they they. I mean, it's not 4K or anything, but they actually did restore it. It's a 2K restoration. Um, we also get an audio commentary by Burt Dragon. Really? Yes. Our buddy so, Bert. Yes. Yeah, so Bert Dragon gives us an auto commentary, um, and he's joined by the star of the movie, uh, Tom Bresenhan, and we also get an interview with uh, the actress Jill uh, Whitlow and the theatrical trailer. Nice. So, yeah, we get we we get to hear Bert Dragon discuss the why behind this movie. Nice. So I don't if there are still copies left, it is available exclusively from shoutfactory.com. They're not selling it anywhere else, apparently. So um, if you if you did watch the movie Twice Dead and you were a fan with it, uh, if you go to their website, and if it's still available, snag it. Hell, yeah. And you should be a fan of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) So. You probably know a little bit more about the history behind this movie than I do, but let, let's 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 dissect what got us here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what year was ju- the Justice League movie released in? Was it 2017, 2018? I think it was 2018. Um, I, I don't even know. Yeah, it was 2017. 2017. Okay. 
Um, this, of course, was a follow-up to uh, Batman versus Superman, who, which uh, I am going to probably piss off some listeners right now by saying, if you think this movie is a misunder, if you think Batman versus Superman is a misunderstood masterpiece, you're wrong. Um, I so let me say this about Batman, Batman v Superman. I do not think it's a misunderstood masterpiece. Yeah. Here's the here's my issue with it is being a comic book fan and a comic book podcaster. Mm-hmm. They took two classic DC storylines and jammed them into one movie mm-hmm. that was two hours and 30 some odd minutes long. The When they could have just as easily made it two movies that made a lot more sense and it could have been good. There were parts of that movie that I thought were good. That, that I actually enjoyed. And I am a fan of Batfleck. I think he does a good Batman. I really yep. do. But that movie, once they combined those two ideas into one movie and tried to make it work while introducing Wonder Woman and all of that, it just became hot garbage to watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wanted... I, agree. <laughs> I I wanted to like Batman versus Superman. I really did. Um... I think it was too overly ambitious and tried too much too fast. And I agree with you. I think if it would have been split up into two different movies, it probably would have been a better told story. Um, I also think they should have went with someone else to play Lex Luthor because I don't like Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luthor. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Um, um I also um, was not too crazy about the design of, of – uh, God, I, why am I forgetting his name? His name is Jared Leto, and nobody was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the creature who killed Superman. Oh, uh, Doomsday? Yeah, Doomsday. it was bad. Thank you. Yeah, I was not happy with the design of Doomsday, and I can't believe that they actually introduced Doomsday at this point in the story, too. I was like, God, we're throwing Doomsday into this, too? Um, it really and, – and, and I don't know if he meant to do this as a joke – but uh, this movie is called The Kitchen Sink of comic book movies. And at one point during the fight between Batman and Superman, Batman does pick up a kitchen sink and yeah. throw it onto him. So, um, And this is also the movie that gave us Martha. So, yeah. so, so you should be happy for that. <laughs> so when the Justice League movie was finally coming around and – the production was being done and everything. Then something happened in Zack Snyder's family and he had no other choice, but to step down from the movie. Now, instead of putting the movie on pause, Warner brothers brings in Josh Whedon to film the finish the film. Now, if I remember right, wasn't that with Zack Snyder's blessing? Yeah. But then again, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, like he, he obviously wasn't mentally there for mm-hmm. this. You know, like something had happened. He had to get out of there. They're like, well, we'll bring in Joss Whedon. And it's like, okay, I mean, it's Joss Whedon. You know, why not? Like Mm -hmm. this. Keep in mind, this was five years ago or four years ago. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you bring in this guy that is a well-known, you know, director to finish this out? He I'm already done with it, basically. What's he going to do? How badly can he screw it up? You know, exactly. And this is prior to us finding out that Josh Whedon is a slime ball. I mean, we suspected he was a slime ball, but now we got confirmation that he's a slime ball. Um, but Josh Whedon comes in and 
when you watch the Justice League movie, you can definitely tell what was Zack Snyder and what was Josh Whedon. Because the vibe over the movie is weird. Because... Zach, the thing the thing with Zack Snyder, I know people have a you know people either love him or hate him. I'm kind of mixed on Zack Snyder. There's stuff that he's done that I love, and there's stuff that he's done I'm like, eh. Uh, I'm I'm looking at Sucker Punch. Um, but I love like I love 300. It's one of the most uh, mo- one of the greatest, most expensive gay porns I've ever seen in I my life. I was gonna say, I wonder why you love 300. <laughs> Um, I'm a big fan of his remake of Dawn of the Dead. I think he did a really good job with that. And I also think, as, as, I mean, it was an ambitious project for him to turn to take on. But I do like what he did with Watchmen. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it just on Man of Steel. Uh, there's elements of Man of Steel I've liked, and then there's elements I don't like. And same with Batman versus Superman. There's elements of it I like, and elements I don't like. So I could see where he was going when I was watching Justice League. But then suddenly we get the Whedonverse crashing in on certain scenes. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it literally is like the Whedonverse doing Justice League. And it threw the whole rhythm of the film off. The problem with the problem with any superhero movie, if you don't have, even if you have the same director, right, is this isn't a, a, a normal, when you, when you start dealing with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman or Spider-Man or Captain America, or you know any any big name superhero movie movie buffs movie directors actors now actors not maybe not as much any in the back then but now like every they're nerds they know who these characters are yeah they're invested in these characters so all it's not like taking the movie salt you know and then and directing it you 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 have no connection. Everybody has their own idea of what these characters are preconceived going into these things. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're not going to get the same vibe or the same theme throughout these movies. If you change up directors, especially if you change up directors in the middle of something. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a comment about this. Of course. Um, I've only because you've seen Justice League. I've seen yeah. the original. I'll, I'll probably be forced to watch this too. You're gonna want to sit through the two hours and five minutes. I mean, the four hours and two two minutes with me. I'm sure I'll fall asleep. <laughs> but here's what I've noticed with not, not only superhero movies but also with sci-fi movies too. And this goes all the way back to Spider-Man Three. They start adding too many bad guys. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And even Star Wars did this. I mean. You know, you've got, I mean, in the original trilogy, you had Tarkin, you had the Emperor, you had Vader. That's it. That part, that worked perfectly. In the prequel trilogy, yeah, you had, like, you had Count Dooku, but he was killed in Episode 3. You had Grievous, but he was killed in Episode 3. You had uh, Darth Maul, he was supposedly killed in episode one, he came back later on but they, eventually they killed these people off but then you got the sequel trilogy, you've got Phasma, you've got Governor Pride you've got Kylo Ren, you've got Snoke you've got the Emperor, uh, the, the, well, yeah, the Emperor. you've got Hux, you, I mean you've got all these people bad guys running around doing bad guy things that kind of cancels out everything else, the same thing happened with the superhero movies, you've got uh, I think Wonder Woman had what two or three in Wonder Woman, the first movie. 
and then and then you had two in this in 84 and no and they don't work together mm-hmm. they're working opposite each other with different motives which can be fine but it's it's cramming too much the only time it ever worked for me was tim burton's batman returns when he had the, the penguin and the but cat they were working together but they were actually working together every, every yeah. other bad guy combo they tend to work against each other for their own personal interests, which is what bad guys do. But there was a common goal: beat the good guy. Mm-hmm. Ever since Super, I mean Spider-Man Three, the Maguire ones, they've kind of all across the board. They kind of lost touch with the reason for having them in there. It's all fan service at that point. And my fear is with Justice League, with this extended, you know, you know, Gone with the Wind version, <laughs> you know, the Ten Commandment cut. Is they're gonna he's gonna he's he's cramming in the Joker. Well, there's another bad guy to add. So I'm thinking this is gonna be more hot garbage than before. Chris, that's here. So let me let me rob you of your supposition really quick. <laughs> You're speaking of this as if any of us are imagining going into this and it's going to be good. Oh, no, I, know, I know it's not gonna be. I know we're not gonna. Think, oh, great, this is a better cut. No. Yeah, there, we're, no, a, nobody's gonna come out and go, holy yeah, shit, wow. They did it. (laughs) It's not only this hot garbage, it's hot garbage on fire. And that's why I want to see it so badly. Because they take the hot existing garbage and then they put gasoline on it and then they set it on fire. And for all I know, that gasoline, that fire is going to be in black and white and the garbage is still going to be in color. And I want to be there. (laughs) Andy, you know that. And I know that. And my beloved Roy knows that. But... Zack Snyder's thinking, oh, this is my Oscar moment. No, because you know he's thinking this is this is great, best movie I've ever made. I got to make my cut. It's gonna be it's gonna fix every problem. He's gonna J.J. Abrams episode seven this shit, or no episode eight. I mean, he's gonna fix what the prior people did. He's gonna fix it, and it's still gonna be garbage. But he doesn't know. You mean J.J. Abrams episode nine? Episode nine to episode eight for Ryan Johnson. But the thing is, though, Zack Snyder thinks it's going to be fantastic. We know it's going to be shit. Yeah, he know. doesn't know it's going to be shit, and that makes it even more fun to watch. I would love to sit here and say that, you know, but I never got the sense with any Zack Snyder movie and in any interview that I've seen. Listen, Zack Snyder's a lot of things. Kind of an asshole. Um I don't get the feeling that he thinks he's making high art. I really, and Roy and I have talked about this, I really feel like this four and a half hour movie is two middle fingers in the air from Zack Snyder that somehow he managed to play and finagle into existence. And he's just going to write it all the way out. Like just, just middle fingers in the Pope mobile driving through the back lots. Because, because we've had, about five years where the <laughs> by the way, I want to backtrack real quick and and mention you forgot the villain in Star Wars episode two, Sand. Um, oh, yeah. I hate sand. Star Wars gets into everything. Weird tigers uh, and sand. And apparently uh, anything below a midriff is a villain and needs to be removed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean we had an army of bullies. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna call y'all bullies because that's what this this is what happened. Just lambast Warner Brothers with releasing the Snyder cut, and then you know there was mingling and and mumbling about whether or not it does exist. 
And then we started getting hints dropped from some of the actors in the movie that, you know, maybe it does exist. And then all of a sudden, Warner Brothers, after years of this, said, a few years of this, says, fine, here it is. To which made Twitter break down in, in tears of joy, and as some people, in some cases, rolling their eyes. And then we find out that Zack Snyder totally played Warner Brothers. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> exist. It turns out there's really not a, a, a Snyder cut. There are some scenes, but you know what? I need to bring these people in to refilm this and to redo that. And, oh, yeah, I need to add this scene, and I need to film this scene. And, you know what, let's add Jared Leto while we're at it. And right. <laughs> it turns and, out that he totally played the studio and got himself this movie made. Carbon. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's that whole, Bravo. okay, Deathstroke. Bravo. Deathstroke's going to be in it. Um, you know, Martian yep. Manhunter is going to be in it. Uh, Joker is going to have a bigger role in this. Um, uh, Luther is going to be in it. Um, uh, Dark Side, Steppenwolf, Granny Goodness, all of the uh, all of Dark Side's uh, crazy uh, minions are going to be in it. Like it's <laughs> like you cannot tell me that that shit was shot. Yeah. Prior but- to this. By the way, someone needs to teach Zack Snyder what the meaning of spoilers is, because <laughs> he he released a major spoiler online himself when he announced the idea about Dark Snyder teaming up with Batman. And I'm like, you know, that could have been a great little surprise to reveal in the film instead of just blatantly telling us. I, especially for those who know the history between, you know, the two characters. I, I know there's going to be people who are, who are not familiar with the characters who are going to go into this, and they're probably going to be like... Who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> and at the I same... That, I'm quoting myself in the future. <laughs> and at the same time, are probably going to be, like, looking at this, like, Caligula looking at his uh, most biggest moments of insanity, going, oh, my God, what's going on? Um but I, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm I'm ready to see what's going to be thrown at the fan. And by the fan, I mean those big giant industrial fans that you see inside concert uh, arenas that are about the the size of a football field. And this fan is at full blast. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> it, this this has to be hot nonsense. If they oh, yeah. can figure out a way to do this and make it make sense. And my, my, you know, if I was, if I was Zorba the Greek and I was making it, you know, and I was proselytizing on what's going to happen, it's not, it's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. But if there's a way that he can make it make sense, like he can own Hollywood. If he comes out of this and this thing hits on March 18th or whatever day, I think it's, I think it's March 18th. We're recording this shortly before it mm-hmm. comes out. Um, by the and way, releasing against the Falcon and the Snowman on Disney Plus, so I feel sorry for all internet providers. Did you say Falcon and the Snowman like the movie for the seventies? <laughs> I was hoping you'd catch that. <laughs> that's what I that's what I've been calling it. Uh, that's funny. The, that's no, funny. Oh it's, it's being released against the Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the same yeah. time. So I'm like, yeah, the bandwidth is gonna blow up. But yeah, I've been jokingly calling it the Falcon and the Snowman. If it can if it can if it can redeem 
the DC, you know, Warner Brothers DC shit, he can write his ticket. Do I think yeah. it's going to do that? Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> Under no circumstances. I think Zack Snyder wants to watch the world burn for this one, <laughs> and I think he's going to do it. I mean, if he makes us eat our words, then so be it. He makes us eat our words. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think this is going to be as groundbreaking as some of the fanboys are going to tout it to be. So It's no WandaVision. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> that show is flawless. That is fabulous. JFK is coming back in the finale. <laughs> you know, I have to admit, I, I, I'm just kind of segue a little bit about WandaVision. You are impressed by Yeah, that. because you've not watched you, – you've only watched four <laughs> – Marvel movies, and two of those are Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the other two are Thor, Thor movies, and they don't tie to any of this at all. And you've been able to predict what's happening, and you don't know anything about no. these characters. I've predicted every plot point, every twist, every turn, every every single thing I've predicted, and I follow everything from day one perfectly. I don't have to watch the other 52 movies to know... <laughs> What has happened over the past 80 years of this storyline? I know what's happening. But, I'm full. I'm I'm following it. But you're not moving on after Wandavision. Though. Oh no, I'm done. Yeah, because you could care less about the Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier. You know what? Unless, unless it's Zack Snyder's Falcon Crest, I ain't there. <laughs> I oh, would watch Zack Snyder's don't Falcon put, Crest. Don't put that in the ether. Yeah, just, don't will that into existence, I, Chris. <laughs> On that the last note, thing we need is David Cronenberg's Melrose Place. <laughs> oh God! All right, <laughs> uh, you. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready to do this. this. Yeah, I, I, got, I got one more to throw at you that we don't need. Yui Bulls, nine hundred two one zero. Nice. I'd watch <laughs> the shit. I would watch that until it, I burn a hole in the cable box. I would watch it until they couldn't. They would. Stop me from streaming it. They would be like, no more for you, sir. You're done. Tommy Wiseau's Falcon. Uh, Do- Tommy Wiseau's Dawson Creek. Yeah, that's it. That would be a good one. I would I would watch that. I would watch that. Um, <laughs> what was the name of that show with the swan? Swan's Crossing, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm going way back to Swan's Crossing. Uh, David Lynch's Swan's Crossing. I would watch that. Uh, the, just the. What was Wes the name? Ander- Wes Anderson's One Tree Hill. Nice. What was the name of the one that doesn't need a director because it was weird as hell with the witches in it? Oh, Charmed. No, 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 no. This was a like a like a like a soap opera, but it was all witches. It was like in the '90s, early '90s. I'll, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, that I don't know. All right, let's watch this movie. You ready for this? Yeah. All righty. Grab your depends, folks, because there's no intermission. <laughs> All righty. We'll be right back after we have successfully endured the, the Snyder Cut. Ten hours later. Okay. We are back after four hours and two minutes. <laughs> after um, a meditation on superhero movies on Zack Snyder. <laughs> This oh. is uh, this podcast is presented in uh, in four three to uh, to keep in with with the artistic integrity of Roy and Andy. Yes, yeah, it was interesting that he presented it in that aspect because it was supposed to be presented that way on IMAX, and I was immediately thinking to myself, are IMAX cameras capable of going nonstop for four hours and two minutes without <laughs> melting, without destroying themselves? <laughs> 
So that was pretty ambitious of Zack Snyder to think that um, that would happen. But, you know, bravo to him. Um, well, well, the part they cut out, the reason they had to do it in 4.3 is because every time they took something that Zack Snyder had added to the movie, he mm-hmm. showed up in, in the, in the, the uh, margins of the screen pointing at it, yelling, I made that. But they cut that out in the end, and that's why they had to do the first three. <laughs> I did this. I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he royally played Warner Brothers, and in my opinion, the gamble worked because I wound up enjoying this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I will confess, I, I secretly wanted this to fail, um, but... I, I, I stand I, – well, I sit here, not stand, but I sit here eating crow because despite it being four hours and two minutes, you, you can feel all four hours and two minutes of this movie. I really did enjoy this a lot. It it did feel like a four – like I can watch a Lord of the Rings movie and it doesn't feel like a four-hour movie. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm like, where did that time go? This one, like, I would pause it to get up and go do something. It wasn't, yeah. I was, I, I didn't need a break, but I would pause it and it would, there would still be like two hours and 20 minutes left. And I'm like, good Lord, what is happening right now? I don't need any more uh, Icelandic lamentations, Zack Snyder. <laughs> the, the Bjork family singers. Good Lord, man. What was that? That was four minutes I'm never getting back. That's what that was. <laughs> I yeah, listen. we had to take an intermission. We took an intermission at the scene when Cyborg is at his mom's grave. We're like, okay, we need to pause. And Chris was like, I, I need to go to the bathroom and take a shower. So, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the Fleet Foxes as much as the next guy, but I didn't need a four-minute Fleet Foxes concert <laughs> as Aquaman went into the water. Stop <laughs> smelling his sweater. What's wrong with you? You see him like every third day. He brings a drunk guy in and throws him on the bar. You don't need to smell his sweater, you weirdo. <laughs> That's every Seeger Ross concert I've it ever. It really heard. is, yeah. It's it's an Ace Gear concert, uh, just writ large in four three. No, I enjoyed three and a half hours of this film. Um, it was a four hour film. <laughs> I'm gonna take a guess and say that the half hour you probably didn't enjoy was that bizarre epilogue. Uh, I have thoughts about that epilogue. <laughs> I, think, I didn't. No, here's the thing. I didn't not enjoy it. Okay, I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Here's but I don't the, understand it. Like well, that the was just part. the you predicted it. You, what's you, that? You, you kind of predicted it when you say it's gonna be new art, and you're kind of right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I, what my thing was the. <laughs> we get that Zack Snyder likes 300. Okay, let's just yeah. get that out of the way now. We know Zack. We know. Put it away. We get That's it. We need. We know you want to have Zeus running around shirtless with a loincloth on throwing lightning and about 800 other dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I did 300. Let's make it 600. Let's get 600 naked dudes. You still in shape? Good. Come on down to set. Um. I have to admit, I was waiting for Zeus to scream Spartans. I really was. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, but the the epilogue. So like the things that. It was so weird, dude. It was so weird. Like, we got a full Bob Newhart moment. We got this thing at the end that makes no sense to me. Just the interaction was like it had to have been the 76th take. And 
and Batman gets out of bed and wanders outside, and there's Martian Manhunter floating there, and he's like, uh, whatever, let's go to Duncan. Like, that's... <laughs> I was like, there's no, there, in any iteration of Batman, having no idea that Martian Manhunter exists, waking up at his house, walking outside and having Martian Manhunter hanging out out there, that would never be his reaction. I mean, I, I think that they did three and a half hours, but extremely, I wish it didn't take them three and a half hours to do an extremely serviceable DC movie that I actually enjoyed. And then the last half hour, I was like, what is happening right now? Guys, come on. <laughs> Roll credits, slap it at the end if you want, after everything's done, but don't tie it back into the movie because you had no other place to put it. Like, that's stupid. Sorry, go ahead. Go with yours. Well, when, when Martian Manhunter showed up at the end... I had explained to him who Martian well, that, Manhunter was. <laughs> Affleck was in total chasing Amy mode. Well, not only that, but yeah. then Affleck... Chris, oh, Chris, okay. had, Chris hasn't seen this movie yet, but immediately in my mind... The way he reacted to Martian Manhunter, I was thinking of Thor Birch from Ghost World when she reacts to something. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Just like, all right, well, you're here now. Great. I want to help. Cool. Like, what? Okay. It, was a, it, was, it was his Daria moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, Daria. What? Daria Morgenstern responding, Morgan to, Morgan yeah. responding to the fact that here's this Martian hanging out. You've never seen him before. He's green. You know, I mean, I know you've seen some shit, Batman. Like, <laughs> you showed me the last three and a half hours. You've seen some shit. And then what you, what happens is this guy shows up on your doorstep, apropos of literally nothing, and says, hey, I know you're Batman. I'm green. I'm floating. Some people call me the Martian Manhunter. You don't have questions? You don't have questions. You're just no. like, all right. Like, like, sure, why not? You know, why not? So I've, here's, seen, I've seen the dark side, so yeah, why not? Here's my thought on how to make that at least make sense. My my immediate thought was if you're going to have that scene with Manhunter, and you're going to have Manhunter show up pretending to be Superman's mom. Yes. For, for uh, Again, apropos of nothing, just to tell Lois that, that they need her. Here's the thing. Lois has seen just as much shit as Batman has. She was mm-hmm. banging Superman. She knew she was banging Superman. She knows who Batman is. She gave him a kryptonite spear to fight Doomsday. She's show yourself as Martian Manhunter. He knows that. Be like, hey, I'm Martian Manhunter. The world needs you. I'm going to go. And that's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, why, why that? But all of the voiceover stuff, right? Have mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter do it in Martian Manhunter voice. Yeah. Have the whole movie narrated by Martian Manhunter. Then at the end, Martian Manhunter shows up. You, he talks in Martian Manhunter voice. You know it's him, and he's narrated the whole thing. There, book ended. You're done. Great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having him show up at the end and be like, Baba Booey, and then fly off. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off about not only just the Martian Manhunter, but just the epilogue in general, is, is that we're not going to get a continuation of what happens with the epilogue and then also what happens in the end when dark side's like, okay, I'm going to earth the old fashioned way. I'm just like going, yeah, well it's not going to happen now. So we're not going to get dark side actually coming to earth the old fashioned way. And this uh, promise of a um, injustice movie is now not going to happen. So thanks Warner brothers. That's the only thing I would have changed in this is that although I know this is the Snyder cut, this is his original vision. I, knowing that there's not a sequel to any of this shit coming, 
I would not have had any of that epilogue stuff in it at all. Just they have they have a Hall of Justice. They end the movie normally. Credits roll. That's it. Don't have any of this stuff for a potential spinoff from sequels because it's not going to happen. And might set us up for something that's never going to happen. And not have Superman and Flash try to see who can run the 1,000 yard dash oh, no. faster. Oh, no. My my thing about that. Okay, so it was weird placement. I didn't mind it being in the movie. So, for instance, when Flash is picking up speed to run in and and you know touch touch the unity and the hoo ha to make it do its thing. Yeah. Right That's there. What's the original title? The Unity and the Hoo Ha. Right there <laughs> is when the is when Flashpoint happens. Like that yeah. is the point. Right there, right before he touches it. Then cut in the nightmare sequence. Right. Yeah, as Unity's coming together, together, as everything's happening, boom! You get the night. You get the you get the nightmare sequence. But then Flash pulls it out at the end and touches the thing. The nightmare sequence goes away, and it's the world the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You could have put it right there, and it would have been fine. It's already yeah. been alluded to in in BVS, right? Like it was already there with his weird Superman thing. He's and had the dreams. Flash came back. And when Cyborg was having his vision when he was plugged in, when they were bringing <laughs> Superman back. He already saw that, yeah, things are going to shit. So why not have another moment where here's another timeline where things can go to shit? Right. Well, this is when that time – if Flash doesn't get there, this is what the world is. And then yeah. Flash gets there and stops it. So that would be a perfect place to, sh- to, to, to put that in there. You might need a little bit on either end to make it make a little more sense, but you would only need a couple seconds on either end. But then you've got your nightmare sequence. It makes sense in the movie. Um, and then at the end – you include the the weird Deathstroke, <laughs> Luther telling Deathstroke is Bruce Wayne. The next scene we have is the nightmare sequence. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, because all of a sudden, I mean, for those who know the story of Injustice, know that Bruce Wayne and Deathstroke eventually team up. But for people like me, for people like Chris who don't know anything about the Injustice storyline, when they see Deathstroke and Batman suddenly team up, they're like, "What the fuck?" Well, I will say I will say this: seeing that as the you know thinking beyond the fourth dimension as I do, I would assume that something happens at some point to make these enemies become right. Well, especially since enemies. the Joker, you know. Yeah. Teams. Speaking so I of which, I presume that something happens in that in the point of the story that they have to work together for some reason. But again, I've got a brain in my head. Most common people would not be that far right. thinking. But yeah. then you you shove that in you shove that in at the prologue and and keep it in the prologue the part where Luther you know brings him out there and tells him that it's Batman then oh okay well I guess Deathstroke has now had a conversation with Luther something happens in the interim to to lead back to that nightmare sequence yeah. but you don't have to put them back to back because it makes no sense back to back there's no. no room to breathe it's just like oh he knows he's Bruce Wayne and then all of a sudden it's like oh we're in the post apocalyptic future mm-hmm. like what. I would have liked to have seen Harley in that nightmare sequence as well. That would have been cool. But we heard about what happened to Harley. Um, Speaking of that post-apocalyptic nightmare, speaking of the Joker, Jared Leto's return as the Joker. So, one, I'm glad that he's no longer doing the type of voice that he did in Suicide Squad. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, why are you trying to be Heath Ledger? Yeah, I did enjoy that. I, I did enjoy that version of the Joker better than the previous version. I will say that. I know he's he's emulating a little bit of Heath Ledger in there. I get it, right? 
but I did enjoy that version yeah. more a than lot what they, more it could have been. Fun. You yeah. know, it was it was a lot more it was a lot more psychotic than the version that we got. A lot more a lot more on par with what you would expect Joker to be like if he was in that situation mm-hmm. than what we could have gotten. So I'm I'm happy that we got it. Um, you know that that's good. Uh, I think let's talk about but, the first uh, three and a half hours of this movie. I think they did a really good job. <laughs> I enjoyed the three I and a half hours. There were there were things I think could have been cut. I know it was his quote unquote vision, but there were things there were certain scenes that could have been lopped out. But I think overall the half hour, twenty minutes or twenty five they spent on both cyborg, especially cyborg, but and oh, Flash. Yeah. I think were necessary to make this movie to, to, for me to invest in those characters that I didn't have, you know, especially, especially cyborg. I'm so glad that we got the cyborg origin that we got all the new footage with cyborg that we got a chance to really see the abilities that cyborg had. Um, I love that. Even though I think we could have had a little bit more with Barry Allen, you know, we got, we got his motivation now, which is great because I mean, I, I, because I haven't rewatched the Josh Whedon one because I really don't have any desire to, but I remember Barry Allen in the Josh Whedon one just coming off as a a, a nerd for nerd's sake, and yeah, he's right. socially awkward in this movie, but at the same time he has a purpose. He had he has a goal. He's he why he's doing this for a reason, and I like that we have that now. And I, I also like that you know we fleshed out a little more of him. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I really, really like about this version of this movie is that they subtly, and it was subtle. It was because there wasn't a whole bunch of it to cut out and they had to do some really creative cutting, but they cut out um, a lot of the goofy Batman moments to make him more like Batman, but still Mm -hmm. kept him. He wasn't too dark and brooding. They, they kept him with a sense of humor. Uh, He still, he still was fun to watch. But he wasn't like I think I told you he wasn't like Adam West. He was more like the animated series Batman. Yeah, he was more definitely more like the animated series Batman, which I which to me is one of the best interpretations yeah. of Batman on media. But yeah, yeah, I think they did a great job. And I'll tell I, I'll I my favorite thing that they did my favorite the the reason that this it should win three Oscars. <clears throat> All right, put it up there. Give it to him for me was and I told you this and thank God, thank God. They put a junkie XL or whoever did it put <laughs> 30 seconds of a of a score building into that goddamn Wonder Woman theme yeah. song before it starts. So it doesn't just hit me in the dick. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that. That is the reason that this movie should win all the awards right there. It should win all of them for that. The extended sequence with Wonder Woman also I really liked when she was uh, saving the kids from the bomb threat. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting the gore. All of a sudden I saw blood and I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, this is an R-rated movie. Oh, they uh, went hard, yeah, they went hard R on this movie. Well, and in the bank with the school kids, it kind of gave you a little bit of a precursor to Wonder Woman 84 with the scene in the mall. In the mall. It mm-hmm. kind of showed – more of the Patty Jenkins version of Wonder Woman and ties her movies in a little bit nicer too. 
Three. Yeah, because I remember in the Josh Whedon version of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman just wasn't as much of a badass. She was window dressing. As she is. And so I'm glad that we got, you know, to revisit the fact that Wonder Woman is a badass. Well, she's a warrior. And we don't yeah. <clears throat> we don't really get that. No. Even that's even in the Patty could. Jenkins movie, they don't make they don't don't really make her you know, that's my main complaint about Captain America, my main complaint about Wonder Woman. Anybody who's a a soldier they don't let them be you know they don't let that side out and in this movie they did you know she she went balls to the wall in this movie and that good mm-hmm. letter that's awesome i'm into it and um other things i liked about this was the <laughs> alfred was back to being the the, the 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 bitchy i love it guy that he is i love michael kane as alfred i love every alfred that's out there jeremy irons was so damn good now that now that we got to see that he again it kind of harkens back to the alfred from batman the animated series for me where it's like oh here's alfred with sass yeah i love about the sass i don't know that anybody encapsulates alfred better than jeremy irons the the scene where you know the scene where he's it's the for me it was the tea scene where yes. he's making tea god it was good god it was good i was yeah, like this is where good he's telling wonder woman how to make the tea that was yeah that was like not telling right her there. how to make the tea. not telling her how to make the yeah. tea it was, was so like, good there's alfred right there yeah. there's the alfred we all know and love yeah he's a he's a father figure he's a partner he's not a butler mm-hmm. you know and and that gets lost at some point uh, in the other Justice League movie, but they did a pretty good job with it in BBS, and they did a really good job with it in this. Um, so that's that's good. I'm trying to think of other things I really liked. Um, I like the fact that we got Darkseid. Um, I like I like I like that we finally got to see Darkseid on the big screen because he I've been saying for years that this is a untapped villain that needs to be in a movie. And so I was glad that, I mean, even though he was not the main villain, I'm glad that we did at least get his presence in this film because in the Josh Whedon cut, it's not really, it's like Steppenwolf is just like, yeah. And so in this, now that we have dark side involved, we now know why Steppenwolf is doing what he's doing. And in that aspect, it makes Steppenwolf a better villain in this version than the Josh Whedon version. I don't, I, I still, why, why do they make their bad guys look that way? Like, I don't, I don't understand. They, they have, you know, they did a good job with Batman. They, they did a decent job with Flash. You know, they did a, they did a good job, you know, making Aquaman look badass and, and a great job with Wonder Woman's costume. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyborg, I have some issues with the way Cyborg moves you know, he's this new Genesis technology body and he still moves like a, you know, like beady, beady, beady from Buck Rogers. Why can't he? He's, he should be the smoothest guy on the team. Well, his father was watching the video for Boom Boom Pow while creating <laughs> the, the him. So he has him walking like Will I Am and Boom Boom Pow. Yeah, what is that? Like, you, you're t- we can know that he's a cyborg and he can still move well. We don't have to be telegraphed that he, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I'm like, glad they got, I, I, though I will say with Cyborg, I'm glad they did away with the I am a Cyborg voice to him. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And 
but I don't understand why the bad guys, especially in this, had to look like an asylum movie. Like they didn't look. <laughs> you have all the you have all the money in the world to pump into the CG. You've seen what Thanos looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what Proxima Midnight looks like. You've seen all these Marvel. You know the CG and the Marvel shit is fantastic. And this, they look like gray, weird monsters, and I—they're always shiny. Like, why are they shiny? Why do you need your bad guys to be? The whole movie's dark. Why is Steppenwolf just shiny? It's weird. Well, I guess because he realized he needed some light somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't do it with like, like Superman or you know somebody that couldn't do it in daylight one shot. In but daylight. I've noticed that with Warner Brother movies uh, ever since Harry Potter, when it comes to the fantasy elements, that they're CGI mystical creatures like that kind of have that aspect because even in the Harry Potter movies, I, I I I love the third Harry Potter film, but I look back at it and I'm like, why was this nominated for best special effects? Right. Because for some reason, all of their computer animated characters look like that as well in the films. And yeah, it does carry over a little bit to Justice League as well. They do have that um, Final Fantasy-esque-ness to them, basically. But the, but the flip side to that is the Parademons look rad as hell in this. Yeah. They they up the Parademon game quotient a lot. Like, they look great. They and actually look got, like people in costumes, to be honest with you. Yeah, and then you get friggin steppenwolf over there looking like he's covered in staples like what are you doing <laughs> purple glowing staples yeah, well, it, uh, yeah, yeah it's dumb. i don't i don't like the way those guys look i just don't like the way they look that's i mean the the steppenwolf was a much better villain in this movie yeah because like, he actually had a purpose and because he had a purpose it made him a stronger villain well they also let him be an asshole yeah. Which in the last one, they didn't um, they didn't let him be an asshole. Like he didn't have a reason to be, and he didn't have a personality. He no, was just he like, was I gotta off. do the thing. Like you know, in in this one, you know, he makes there was a line uh, there was a line to to uh, Diana where he's like, Why weren't you there to protect your? Or you know, why did you give up on your people? Why aren't you there oh, to protect yeah, her? And then he and then he turns around and looks back at her and goes, "You could have, you could have." I was like, "Shit, ouch!" Yeah, he's punching under the belt to everybody, but Diana the most, definitely. So yeah, yeah. Was like, wow. Like so, they made him a believable bad guy, and they and they they made Darkseid just feel inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad we got to see at least in the nightmare sequence, we got to see his Omega beams. Yeah. Fire off, which was cool. Like, you know, they they made they made those bad guys bad guys. I just wish they looked like bad guys and not uh, uh, Wallace and Gromit claymation. <laughs> I will say, though, that the defeat of um, Steppenwolf this time was much more delicious than last time. And it's because of what they brought back to the villain Steppenwolf. So um, when he is sent back through the portal decapitated. It makes it even better, yeah. especially when Darkseid responds by squashing his skull. Uh, I'm just like, yep, yeah, you failed. Squeeze. And we got we got Desaad, we got um, we got Granny Goodness. Like yep. they really fleshed out that world a lot. We barely cool got Granny Good, uh, Goodness. It was At like least we I, saw her. Yeah, we saw her, and I was just like, oh, they just had some extra play her. So <laughs> she was the one with the white hair that was standing off to the other side of Darkseid. I guess I guess we were going to get more of her if this one potentially went over. So yeah. 
I was expecting, honestly, I was expecting to see her a little bit more than we did, because I'm like, okay, where's Granny? Where's Granny? And I'm like, oh, there she is. Okay, bye. I don't know. This, I mean, I haven't seen ratings or anything, but I know this thing is popular as all hell. It's I can, I can see. Last time I checked, it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Josh Whedon one was not. So I could, I could see five years from now, four years from now, Snyder getting a wild hair and doing something, because they'll let him if he wants well, to. But right now he's got he's he's dealing with a lot of shit right now. So the big thing also I'm noticing with Zack Snyder is is that this this movie as 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 much as I hate to admit it this movie is proof that Warner Brothers should have just let him do what he wanted to do right, and right. and instead of being in such a goddamn rush and and trying to complete this film and bringing Josh Whedon in. Let him deal with the family issues that he was mm-hmm. dealing with. Put this movie on the back burner, then allow him to come back and complete the film. We, right. if this was, if this is what the ultimate end product would have been, yeah, I would have been patient and waited because right. this was a much better product than we got back in 2017. Albeit, I still have one complaint about this film that I did with the 2017 version. And that is Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's still a just prop piece of convenience, I guess is the best way to describe her in this film. And especially now with what we know in the epilogue, and which maybe the minute the, the minute they made that they brought that up without Superman landing, I realized, oh, this is um, injustice because that's why he said that she's key because if she dies, then yeah, that brings on injustice. Right. But still it was just like, she, she was to me, this movie's Martha moment. She really was. And it had on me the same impact as the Martha moment did. I was just like, you know, this movie could have actually gone on without Lois Lane. Though we did get a great cameo by the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in the original Superman movies as the cop that she brought coffee to. Yeah. So I thought that yep. was fun. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, it was a good movie. It was the best DC movie that is out there. Period. It's been a long time, really. It really, I, I mean, this, this is the first time I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm watching an epic DC Comics movie. I really am. Right. It's been, it's been a while since I felt this way since. Well, honestly, since the first Wonder Woman movie, and so oh, I love that movie. So yeah, I again, I would have been patient and waited for this if this was going to be what we were supposed to get in 2017 or later. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. Like, if you I, could have pared this down to three hours, um, or I think hell, it put it up into two films, you know? Yeah. Well, I, and I, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, I'll go. I have a a problem with this movie. My one main problem with this movie, I know Ben Affleck is not going to play Batman again. I think he says he's done. But if Ben Affleck were to play Batman again in the full Batman costume, please make sure his costume fits. (laughs) He looked like a stuffed sausage. There were a few times that it was rough. And uh, my other favorite thing about this film is what's happening now. 
which is Zack Snyder going on and doing interviews with people saying what the next films would have in them. Yeah. Which has to be telegraphing like he wants to do something like the second one would have, you know, the third movie brings in a, a, a you know, another Justice League movie would bring in a younger Batman and this one would have this in it and this one would have new Genesis in it and this would have this in it. I'm like, you are such a dick. Yeah. Zack Snyder. Yeah. While he's saying that we're not having a sequel because he confirmed that there's not going to be a sequel. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> At the same time, he's just like, yeah, I planned on doing this and I planned on doing that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, why are you breaking my balls? Really? I mean, <laughs> come on. I just think it's another dick move on his part that I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I would suggest everybody watch it. I do plan on watching this one again. Unlike the Josh Whedon one, I have no desire to see the Josh Whedon version ever again. When I have the time, I will sit down again and revisit this movie because it, it, to me, it is worth watching again. It really is. Right. Now it is. Like I, I saw the Whedon movie in the theater and then didn't didn't bother to watch it again. I watched BBS yeah. a couple times. Um, I still think that that's worth watching um, a few times. It's not the it's not the greatest. Thing it's rippable. But I watch it. It's fun to watch, you know. Um, Batman versus Superman is riffable, where uh, I could sit there and I could just play Mystery Science Theater 3000, the home game with it, where with uh, Justice League, I can't. I'm just like, eh, with yeah. it. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I would say watch it. It's worth it. It was worth our time to watch it. It was super fun. I got some funny. I got I, I got to laugh at some stuff like the lamentations, like the Icelandic lamentations and uh, that type of thing. So it's worth your time. But yeah, if you're a fan of DC, you'll like this. I have one request: more naked Henry Cavill. <laughs> I have a, I have another request: leave on the guy. I was really hoping. Roy, you don't know how bad, because I was wanting all the crazy... See, it didn't live up to my crazy expectations. I wanted it to be the wildest thing in the world. It did instead not. Of, instead of being a decent movie, you wanted yeah. that shit crazy. I wanted the, as batshit crazy as you could make it. I wanted when Superman came back and he was in the field, uh-huh. full-on, big-ass mustache, clear as day, don't, <laughs> not CG'd out. Just one scene of him with that mustache. I wanted we it so bad. For that too. I will say they did a better job brushing out the mustache this time than the Whedon version. Yeah. But I was waiting for that too. And Chris was even like, so does he have the mustache? What's going on? Does he? And he's like, oh, yeah. Can he please have the mustache? <laughs> right. <laughs> and oh, I'm also glad. Shirtless I'm Harry also... Cavill running around with his mustache looking like Brawny. <laughs> I'm also glad that we had Superman in the black uh, Superman suit also. So I'm glad to know that, that, yeah, they had every intention on him adopting that suit for the film. So, but, um, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I stand here and eat crow. I, I wound up really enjoying this movie and not in an ironic way. I I genuinely like this one. Yeah, absolutely. Like this was, this is one I'll revisit and watch again. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I just wish I would have been able to, you know, maybe split up into two films, but had seen this one in IMAX because you could definitely tell this was made for the IMAX screen, especially the scene with Steppenwolf versus the uh, Amazonians because the sweeping shots and the slow-mo that was going on during that scene alone, um, 
was definitely made for the IMAX screen. And you so. know what? Everyone online is complaining about the, the, the aspect ratio of this being an IMAX. You can't see the full screen. Honestly, 10 minutes in, I forgot. Yeah, me too. I think it's hilarious. I, yeah, think, it's, I, I think it's hilarious that they made a four-hour movie, put it on HBO Max, that's in 4.3. I think yeah. that's the funniest thing about this movie. That's when I got really excited that it was going to be Balls to the Walls, Buddy Nutty, was when I when it started. It's like, this movie's in 4.3? Like it's they're running it on HBO Max and it's in IMAX. This is gonna be wild. There's gonna be some naked people. It's gonna be fight. I'm gonna see some shit. <laughs> then Diesel's gonna show up in his car from Fast and the Furious. Like I'm all here. <laughs> but no, but no, I get I, I get Icelandic lamentations and sweater smelling. Come on. And the thing that killed me about the people bitching the uh, about the aspect ratio, I immediately responded by saying, well, don't go watch The Lighthouse then because. Um, right. You're in for a shock. Right. (laughs) But yeah, definitely recommend this one. So I'm glad we visited this. Yeah, I am too. It was was well worth our time. So for the month of April, um, I've decided to let Mr. Farmer here choose the movie for us. Yes. And he has been teasing – well, because he gets to do two movies for us. He's choosing two movies for us this year, and this is the first of two. And he's been teasing these films with me. So it's like it's like you were talking about one, and then you went, no, I'm going to do this one instead. Well, so, I pulled back on the one because I thought that the one was too much. We're still going to do it, but we just watched six and a half hours of movie <laughs> in, 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 the month of, in, the, in the month of February slash March. We watched yeah. six and a half hour of movie. Um, I wanted a palate cleanser. I wanted something fun and funny, um, but still, but still cult, um, and something that we haven't done a we haven't done a comedy in a while, yeah. and we haven't done um, any. It's funny that we were talking before the show about it. Uh, it's it's fun. We haven't done anything Cthulhu-y since um, uh, what beneath was still waters. Since beneath still well beneath still waters, but I would I was gonna go all the way back to the kindred, you okay. know, for like for like. Straight ahead, Cthulhu-y stuff. Like, the Beneath Still Waters is a whole other thing. I don't even know where that falls into anything. Um, and I didn't want, and I didn't want to give you guys another Beneath Still Waters. Okay. Right. I wanted to give you something a little more straight ahead, straightforward. Something I think I've seen this movie probably twenty times. I have it on uh, V or not VHS. I have it on regular DVD. Um, it is available on Amazon Prime. Okay. So I'm, and you might have seen this, and even if you have, I don't care because it's one of those cult movies in a time when it's hard to be a cult movie because it was it was after the big cult push. Now everything's available on VOD, um, and it, sh- it it deserves to be recognized, and that is uh, the last Lovecraft relic of Cthulhu. Have you seen this? The last Lovecraft relic of Cthulhu. I've never even heard of this. All right, so. Do you remember it, it? To me, it reminds me of your, what was the Star Wars movie um, where they went and stole the script uh, from Lucas? Oh, fanboys. It reminds me of fanboys, except it's Cthulhu based. OK, so it, you're not going to really recognize. There's a couple people you recognize, but for the most part, you're not going to really recognize anybody in it. It's 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 definitely not something that that has a really high. I, I will say this, though, uh, the the. The practical effects are really fun. Okay. Um, it is a funny, funny movie. 
the the basic plot is a guy finds out that he's the last remaining uh relative of Lovecraft and you know the, the Cthulhu's coming and he has to stop it and okay. him and his like, stoner friend you know go on this quest basically to stop Cthulhu um and there's a lot of like weird twists and turns it's just a lot of fun okay. and if you haven't seen it you'll enjoy it it's it's nothing heavy nothing super weird it's pretty much straight ahead it really really reminds me of fanboys okay so that is the movie it is available on amazon prime i think you're you i think you both will really enjoy it okay and i guess it it kind of fits um with the way that you're describing it especially with the practical effects and everything i mean you already know what may's movie is we're not going to announce it yet but um i think it will kind of the maze movie, I think, will probably be good picking back off of it then. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, like I said, this is one I'm absolutely not familiar with, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I, 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 I'm surprised you have it because it's been floating around for a really long time. I watched it the first time when it first came out on a whim with a roommate at the time. Like, we both love Cthulhu and we both love dumb comedies, so we were like, let's give it a shot, and we really, really enjoyed it. It was very, very fun. So I think we're I think we're going to enjoy this one. It's not as insistent on being funny as the one, other one that I had chosen, but also mm. it doesn't have the cast of the other one, which kind of sucks. So we're another, do it. Save, in other words, you're saving that one for November. I'm say I think I'm going to save it for November. We need something light, something that doesn't something non-challenging right I'm, now. I'm going to tell you yes because the movie I have planned for October is probably going to be the darkest film we've ever seen. Well, this movie is dark in a whole different... The movie we're doing in November is dark in a whole different way. It's just dark because it was made. That's... It's psychologically dark in real life, not in the movie. But this one, this one I think we'll have fun with. It's short. It's enjoyable. I think, I think we'll just knock it out and have a good time with it. What's the name of it again? It's called The Last Lovecraft Relic of Cthulhu. It is on Amazon Prime. Got it. I will definitely look it up so that way and I'll can have it and yep I'll, I'll send you the trailer for part one. Yep, I see it right. Okay, I recognize the poster now. Okay, yeah. so no, yeah. I have not seen this, but I recognize the poster. Okay, it's, it's really, it's really, really just, just enjoyable. Like there again, there's you don't you don't have to carry anything into it. You're not going to carry anything out of it. Um. It's just it's just super fun. And and it does have some actors you're going to recognize. So guys like uh, Kyle Davis is in it. And I think this is a really early kind of recognizable Kyle Davis work. But he was in uh, American Horror Story as Dallas. He was in Dexter. He was in Always Sunny. Um, you know, he's done some work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, these are these are uh, character actors, working actors that have been around forever just making a fun a fun ass movie Uh, there's one guy in this that i can't i need to what is his name in this because he's the one that i really that i'm really into i really like is it this guy oh he's in this too i forgot he's in Uh, you'll see you'll see everybody you will kind of recognize but nobody's like like out of control like oh my god i can't believe this guy's in it okay sweet yeah, I'm excited. I really like this movie. I think you I think you're really going to enjoy it. Awesome. 
All right, so that is our, our film for the month of April there, and I thank you so much for joining us for this look at the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League as well. We will return back with uh, our film in April. It was going to be kind of interesting to see if it was an Easter-based movie, but I guess not. So uh, <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you're going to see, we're doing the greatest story ever told. It's five and a half hours. Yeah, so. we, we did the, we, we prepared with the Justice League movie for the greatest story ever told. Can we yes. find that, uh, whatever that movie was, uh, from that uh, video, or from that Halloween thing we watched, that that Bible, the Bible movie. That was- <laughs> Can we watch that? We're gonna have to probably visit that movie at one point on here because that was just hilarious. That whole thing. So, mm-hmm. the, the 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 one that we watched last Halloween about the um, the fake news broadcast where they went into the oh, house. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic oh yeah i loved it all right gang we'll see you next month and thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later